Hi, you're listening to Life in the Brand Lane with the brand guys, Finn and Ron. This is an irreverent look at rock music in brands and brands in rock music. This is a podcast produced by Fresh. Fresh brings you smart thinking for your business problems. Hi there, Ron. How are you doing? I'm well, Finley. I'm just relaxing on the beach here. Yeah, I see that. So I'm uh, recording here in the the home studio in Glasgow. Yes. Uh, and for those of you watching on the YouTube channel, you can see that that Ron's uh, enjoying himself on the beach. Great audio quality for that, if uh, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to audio quality and, and sonic stuff in in today's show. But yeah, there's a special screening mechanism that you you can't hear the waves, but I can. So, I like that. I like that. That is very little breeze. Uh, <laughs> Heard it here first. The innovation. So, listen. Welcome everybody. This is our festive show, the, the yeah. special where Ron and Finn have kind of hijacked the show, and we're doing our own guest show, if you right. like. So, right. rather than uh, inviting a brand manager um, onto the show with their tracks, we're going to bring three tracks each and we were set a challenge there's actually a listener in in australia and he engaged with us on it was actually on the the linkedin business page it was all very modern and and digital and he said well that's that's all very well and what's your essence so so what we're going to try and do is is unpack the fresh essence. It's only fair if we ask guests to come on the show and say, right, what three rock tracks represent your brand? So yeah. we're being a little bit greedy, right? It's our show. Sorry. Right. Um, but we're going to have three tracks each. Right. Um, right. And um, let's take it turn about, Ron, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to put it over to you. So... Uh, what's the track or what's the element of of the fresh essence that you want to kick off with the the first one is is uniqueness that it's a different way of of looking at things in in terms of fresh with with branding and then also how, how one is creative with that so it's about being different, about being innovative, about being unique, and perhaps even singular, that there is only one. So that, you know, was my thinking. And, and obviously, where do you go to represent that in music? And I, and I only thought of one thing, you know, and it's Van Halen. And, and, and Eddie sadly recently passed away, but he was never far from my top of mind recall. And, uh, and probably the same for many fans out there. But once you hear the track we're going to play is, is uh, Eruption, then I think it's, it's almost like there's before eruption, then after eruption in terms of uh, an experience. And all of those things don't do it the best service. You know, these, these are low-end words, unique, singular, different, and so on. 
there's also magic in there. I mean, there's, there's, there's just nobody, and it's coming out now, you can see the waves of, of compassion and recognition that sounded quite like that or played like that. A lot of people uh, around about it uh, imitated it and so on, but if you even get Steve Vai and guys like that saying, there's just nobody like this guy. It's uh, otherworldly, godly given talent and just complete immersion in it. So if we had some of those things, and I think w that we do, I believe that we do uh, in the sense of uh, let, let's take a different lens uh, to looking at, at brands. Eddie took a, a completely different lens to playing the guitar. One of his things was that there are no rules. Everyone else is confined by you know, myopia or protocols or models or something. He was free of all of that. And, and uh, I really feel that fresh, the way that we have done it has, we, we've looked at all of those other things. We have awareness of all of those things as did obviously Eddie, but then say, well, you know, I'm going to do it this way. Okay. Let's listen to the man now. Uh, I tell you what, that is that's pretty hard to beat. And if you're right, if we could take any of those elements, I'd be I'd be pretty pleased. Yeah. And just just for a moment, if I can add um, yeah. something to that. Now, you know, there, there's a little bit of a frustration when we we talk to people about branding that we yeah. get fixated on on the visuals and so on. But yeah. if we quickly unpack our snowflake, mm -hmm. um, so the essence is. Where we like to start and that's what we're talking about today but you know you the first thing you said was how we're unique yeah. um, and that's what we love about the snowflake so you know one of the simple things we know is that snowflakes are unique right yeah. so that gives us our our fingerprint or or however you you like to look mm -hmm. at it and there was and um, that that is just such an iconic track brilliant thanks yeah and i think you know it's a trailblazer you know you've got that pioneering aspect to it um and it's different you know and you, you see other apple think different i mean it's a it, i respect apple i like all of that but organically that uh, as a track in the sonic landscape at that time and today and and tomorrow uh, it says hey this is different pay attention to this and it's uh the uniqueness, again, so the, the idea of Fresh having a unique lens looking at brands, and, and Edward, uh, Eddie had a, an absolutely unique, a singular approach to it. Uh, and that's where the value comes, you know, to my mind, that that's, uh, we also talked in other uh, shows, there's a lot of magic in there. You know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of stuff that you can't account for. I know we talk about secret sauce and branding and all of this stuff, but it makes you feel different, you know. So, I mean, if, if you know, in some way, if interacting with, with Fresh makes you feel good and, and so and it, that particular track just wakes you up and says, hey, here's something. That, that was brilliant. Uh, thanks. I, I I love that. We we could just play the whole of that album, couldn't we? Let, let's face right. it. Let's play it again. <laughs> Classic. 
Listen, the kind of tongue-in-cheek my my first track, and it makes it really easy yeah. for a, a DJ. Yeah, yeah. Because um, track, album, and song all the same, uh, which right. is almost unique. Uh, not, not entirely. Yeah. Uh, band, bad company, album, bad company, track, yeah. bad, bad company. company. Yeah. Now, you know, yeah. you could say, well, hey, um, Surely, if you're trying to represent your your brand, that's um, that that's not very positive. But let's let's listen to it. Um, there's so much to this, and then I'm gonna give you some of my thinking yeah. in behind this. You know, it's a great, it's a it's a ballad. It's it's of its time, sort of early mid seventies, which we yeah. obviously love. So yeah. bad company, bad company from the album, bad right. company. So it kind of sets the scene for uh, for for Bon Jovi and all of these other sort of cowboy rocks and those um, great um, atmospheric uh, ballads that we we got through the 80s but I think these guys were there way way before that yeah, yeah, yeah. but here, here's my take on this okay so we all know that the people that we hang out with have a real influence on our personality and <coughs> excuse me and our characteristics and so on. So that's the kind of take on this here. Yeah, that's um, that's what I want to get down to is the the relationships again. Yeah. You know, it's it's actually the the sociology that yeah. is more important than the iconography. Yeah. yeah. So and and let's start to think about brands or at a human level. So the company yeah. that we keep. So that's actually as an individual, a consumer, the relationship that we have with the brand, and you know, that works in a couple of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the in the luxury or maybe the the very strong defining brands for these tribes around music or around lifestyle, you know, is it Adidas or Nike mm -hmm. um, that, that you wear very obviously, is it Levi's or Wrangler? Okay, mm. which define you as an individual, but then also say what group you are part of, what company mm. you are mm. keeping, and then I know some of the work that you've done looks at the constellation of brands. So then mm. you've actually got this idea of the brand within company, mm -hmm. so how they relate to one another. So you know that that's just to give people a bit of an idea that you know deeper down in our essence. That, that that's where we like to go into uh you know the sociology anthropology actually i i prefer so you know and um, looking at it from a fresh pair of eyes uh, you know into this society so yeah. um so anyway there there you go there's my first track oh that it's it's a lot i thought it was just a song you know but that you, you know that is what we do in the show and you you can use that to sort of uh, stimulate. It's kind of, it's kind of like how branding works with that. Uh, it's a trigger for all of these things. And and what you just did was great with all of these micro relationships and interconnections and so on, because that's really what brands are, you know. And all the way to uh, okay. Uh, how the how the company how we interface we we try an endeavor to work with brands and 
people that, that we would aspire to work with, you know. So, so immediately the company that you keep is important. The other thing you talked about, uh, and, you, and you've, you've done a lot of stuff in this, is internal branding, is the mechanics between the, the people within the, the brands. Because brands are essentially people. They're manifestations of thoughts and feelings that people have uh, individually and and in terms of collaborating. So the, the company aspect is, you know, everything is interdependent. So the, the brand is only successful if, if you if you're have good company, sorry, <laughs> or indeed bad company. So I think it's a great one to choose. Totally get it. Totally like it, yeah. Good. I'm glad you like that. And thanks that, that we're in agreement as well, or good that we're in agreement. Yeah. Rather, listen. I'm going to go straight into your uh, right. pack. I know this is right. one of another one of your big, big heroes. Oh yeah, and uh, and just play the track. So here we go. There, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, let's play the whole album. We okay? It's, uh, right. Sorry, we can't. It's it's the festive show. It's long, but it's not it's yeah. not that long. But um, tell me, tell me about Joe. Well, I mean this this particular song. Life's been good. I mean, has has always, oh, I don't know, resonated as a word, and and we talk about that and branding. So it connects and it, and it's meaningful. It's very sophisticated, and there are there are many layers to it, and so that's that's an interesting point also. But one of the things that comes off in it is there's a humor. It's lackadaisical, it's laconic, it's cool, it's confident. But all of that confidence and coolness comes from a lot of accomplished musicianship and, and craft. There's a lot of underpinning that goes into uh, uh, what Walsh is doing. It, it appears easy, but, you know, the, I remember reading an interview with him in terms of that song. You know, it wasn't the case that he... He just, uh, you know, was inspired and wrote it. it would, there were several independent pieces of music that he then over time collapsed together and then it began to unfold and, and so on. So it, it, two things about it, uh, like Fresh, I mean, there's a lot, although we have uh, our particular framework, there is an awful lot of underpinning and thinking has gone into creating that very much like the layers of Walsh's song. Uh, and I'd like to think that, you know, that we embody some of that um, uh, laconic, cool and confidence and also, you know, self-parody. There's, and it relates to the later tribe, you know, that there's humor, that, that branding should be uh, as, as well as uh, competitive and it's about money and so it should be fun, it should be creative. You know, and that's what makes uh, makes it interesting. Like I would, I've always maintained that it's more, it's more art, it's more zen, uh, it's more magic uh, than uh, the at the other end uh, in terms of the motorcycle maintenance. I think you need both of them. You know, we we need, but increasingly the deep business smarts, and I think what Fresh does is it is it taps into those. We're getting more comfortable with it now those sort of softer areas out there. Because I think that's how human beings actually connect with brands a lot. So some thoughts on Joe. 
That was great. I love that. And I love your explanation behind that. For me, that very simple story and humor that runs through that track is, is great for me. I, you know, it's, but it's so strong that I can, I can see them, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. like a, a movie for me. Uh, that track is, I see all oh, the, the Maserati and, yeah, and yeah. all the rest of it. Um, and, you know, we, we come back to another one of our kind of sound bites, the mythology rather than methodology, which yeah. you know, you're talking about, the motorcycle maintenance. Yeah. Um, and, and that comes through in spades here, doesn't it? Yeah, and then you go all of that, but just as you were talking, I mean, you know, and it's, it's obvious to me that, you know, it, it's like Eddie Van Halen, you get singular guitar play. I mean, he is... He's way, way up there. The, 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 that riff um, is, is timeless. And then you've also got his singular uh, vocal mm, yeah, representation. Yeah. I mean, so immediately in Microsoft, you know it's Joe. It's, it's, and that's what you want in branding. And you know you're going to have a good time with it. And also what you talked about, we talked about that with Hotel California, the, the, like a scene from a movie. Each line is a scene from a movie. And so you, you're co-creating, so you're more engaged. It's, it's what they've done with fashion brand storytelling online and so on. I mean, these guys were doing it organically almost, uh, way, way back when, you know. I think, I think it's, it's a very interesting uh, track. And also, you know, it's an enduring track, sorry. It is enduring, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's feels quite timeless doesn't it um so it could you could drop it into different decades i think and it, it would still work now a nice little link for into my next track you talk, yeah. you talk about obviously there's the guitar playing and there's the there's the voice yeah, yeah. Um, so this will become um clearer really why, why this kind of works yeah. with this is my my next my next track yeah so there you go that was uh jeff beck she's a woman from the blow my blow album <coughs> hopefully you, you you get that because the thing is that you know jeff beck came you know singers came and went but then actually he was like well hey i'll just play the guitar like the vocal and and replace that and so that is so distinctive there's his guitar playing but then there was this technique if you like to actually you know use the guitar yeah. um now um i'm gonna kind of repeat the characteristic a little bit yeah. because I, you know, I want the first thing I want to say about this is the uniqueness. Yeah. Right, Rocky, we listen to a lot of um, guitar heroes, so we sure. can tell when it's Jeff Beck or, sure. or Paige or um, Clapton, right? Okay, but but I think Jeff Beck is the most unique out of all those guys, if, if you like. And so the second element, which I think we have, we've got to blow our own trumpet a little bit here, is, yeah. is innovation. Yeah. So I know all, all these guys, you know, innovated around the technology and, and so on, but his style, now you're a guitar player, I'm, yeah. I just appreciate it, but yeah. how he was innovative in making different noises, either uh, from his technical playing or bringing some of the technology and effects together. And that often, you know, that was in the kind of studio and stuff, but that's that's part yeah. of it. Yeah. And um, so, so I really love him for that. And and you know what? I'm kind of going to throw in here um, that he was a bit of a, 
quirky character himself. Right. Right. Um, you know, but, but I think that's important because it's kind of warts and all. And um, so, again, I'm not wanting to pull out our bad characteristics, but, you know, to be a little bit different and be a little bit, you know, that was Jeff Beck. He was like, you know, yeah. he probably could have played in the biggest band, but yeah. he was, you know, he made his own decisions and he was, and he had certain um, kind of, personality characteristics that, that that meant that he did what he did you know it's, oh. it's absolutely awesome it's, it's it's brilliant so um yeah are you much of a, a jeff beck fan oh yeah yeah a huge uh, fan and uh, all of that and redeco and what he does with the the tremor or the whammy bar and and playing again he's he's the guy for that but the 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 latter part what you're talking about, you know, he it's uh, he followed his own compass. He did what he wanted to do, and he didn't necessarily make any apologies for that. And so, and you're quite right. So, um, by default, you know, well, let's lose the singer and let's let's start singing on on guitar, and, and it became a thing, and it and it still is a thing. And there's a whole bunch of them that do that, but of course, there's no one. Quite, quite like him, but I think you're quite right that it relates to being authentic. So it's it's not contrived, and I would like to think that fresh is is authentic. Um, um, there's a truth to it, you know. The the and when you join all the dots with fresh, and you look at the the way we're doing it, um, uh, there's an authenticity and there's a legit legitimacy. Uh, to it in that and you know if you make the jump to music this is exactly the same thing with all of the people we're talking about in particular with the, the Jeff Beck thing uh, you can tell it's different you can feel it's different your instincts will tell you um, and I mean you could listen you can go online now and listen to a zillion pieces of guitar music but if you came across that you oh you're going to stay and maybe okay there's something different about it that uniqueness aspect that you're talking about yeah and, and that's interesting what you say because obviously another one of our e's which we've spoken about before yeah. is is emotion and yeah right, music is is a very emotive uh, but i think if you're really getting it you know you can create emotion or draw emotion out of of people so if that's kind of fundamentally in your essence and you know all of these tracks we we hope um are, are doing that but i think i think jeff beck is really a master at that oh entirely i mean it re relates to experience also and we've we've talked about that 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 you're having I think as we as we move faster and faster, we want to slow down more and more, and we want to be immersed more and more. And and, and music still still does that. And I think that the branding is really about moments and moods and experiences and, and emotions. And if if a brand is not registering or not in any of those things, then then it's not a powerful brand. You know, it's meaningless. If it be for it to become meaningful, it must engage you. It must resonate, and it must it must connect with you. I mean, music and and so on organically does that. But we talked about it in other shows. But then the character, the persona, the album cover, the the drawing, the piece of art, the mythology—that's all branding. It's the same thing. You know, and I mean the the way Jeff looks with that particular hairstyle and those cut off sleeves and and. The, brand damage 
You know, he's hanging around with Ronnie Wood. It's bad company. It's good company. It's just, it's all of the same things. He replaced Eric Clapton in, in the Yardbirds uh, to great acclaim. The relationship, brand alliances, they become friends later. Page and it, all of the stuff we're talking about that you've mentioned earlier too. So yeah, Jeff's is, is a good call. Yeah. Cool. Now you you mentioned Page and those that know yeah. me must be thinking, where, where's the Zeppelin track in this? Uh, uh, Probably not going to upset you. Um, sorry, spoiler alert. But <laughs> you've got uh, you've got another track now, and this might take yeah. us out of that kind of mid seventies era, which we yeah. seem to get trapped in too often, um, and 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 take us off to the beach. Tell me, what have you got? Well, you know, I was I was uh, listening to the radio, and uh, a song came on, and uh, it caught my attention, and. Uh, it was Harry Styles, in, uh, okay, in, yeah, you know, yeah. and so that's a new tune. And I thought it, my immediate thing was it, it was an awful lot of fun. It wasn't too heavy, and I was very interested in that. And, and sonically, it's great, too. I mean, he's a good singer. It's well-produced. And so then, and, and you'll see this in branding, so that caught my attention. Okay, so so I waited to the end. It's kind of old school, and and the guy, and it was a Danish radio station, and Harry Styles, blah blah blah, watermelon, sugar watermelon, and then I googled it, and then I watched the video uh, on YouTube, and and the YouTube, and so I I didn't really know the guy. I'd heard the name, didn't know the guy, and uh, so there it comes up on YouTube. This this film or this video is dedicated to touching and you and I talked about it and I thought that's interesting social distancing we can't touch we lament we yearn for so it's riffing on something that is we're already thinking about and then I watched a video which is Harry with I don't know how many beautiful women on the beach I mean there's nothing to it other than Harry and these women having having fun singing this song and so on and what, what I suddenly got was this idea, you know, and maybe this was just my interpretation, you know, it reminded me, uh, you know, it's almost a, a kind of Benny Hill-esque uh, for older listeners, you know, where the man is chased by all of these beautiful women. There's a male fantasy at, at play, uh, which was fun, but it also as a lament to the past. There was a contemporary element in it that it was relating to something serious, but it was also saying, hey, it's important to lighten up and have fun and not take things too seriously all of the time. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing that, that why I picked it, I like it, I still like it, um, is, is and I keep coming back to it. Uh, fresh should be fun. It should be creative. Um, as, as opposed to, I mean, I've both worked in different domains where some domains are very stressful, very serious, very mechanical, almost very protocol orientated. And in those contexts, uh, many people don't actually perform well. So the context of Fresh is, is uh, more comfortable, looser, you have fun, you're more creative. And the deep smarts, the, the smart stuff is there. It's like the Joe Walsh song, the, the heavy lifting has been done. 
to allow us to, to have fun with this. So, you know, I, I like the, uh, the Harry Styles track uh, for that reason, you know. And probably the beautiful girls, so, you know. Yeah. Let, let's be honest um, about it. Yeah, and so, so what you're saying is we, <laughs> you know, we should actually go and do more meetings on the beach, spend more time relaxing, chilling out, uh, like, like Harry. I think that's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Harry Styles, I like it. And brings us out of the, the 1970s. Yeah, it was quite recent, maybe last year. <laughs> so Cool. Yeah, yeah. However, with with my next track, Back to Me, uh, yeah. Ron, um, I, I enjoyed that. And it's uplifting and it's for our times right now. So that, that's yeah. cool. Um, so, so here it is. I'm, I'm going to bring you um, a Zeppelin track now. Way back on our lost show, the first show from the, uh, from the I studio, lost show. Uh, well, it played a track that's been overplayed. But I wanted to say, look at it. It's iconic. You know, Stairway, Stairway to Heaven from the fourth yeah. album. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going a little bit more offbeat, not, not entirely um, with this. This is a track from um, a later album, Houses of the Holy. Yeah. Um, and it's a track called Over the Hills and Far Away. Now, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And sure. the, the reason I wanted to play, there's so much going on in there, right? And and and, and what I'm kind of wanting to talk about is diverse um, and, you know, to use a kind of, um, technical term uh, positioning, yeah. uh, like, and and so it's this idea of thinking thinking differently again, which is I think is different from from innovation, right? So, yeah. so we've got freedom of of thinking, and that's why I think um, Led Zeppelin had like four amazing musicians. You know, they're, they're, for me, there's not a standout musician in there, right? They're, you know, they all have their moments, and yeah. the, the most um, out of the spotlight is is John Paul Jones, who was, you know, arguably the best musician of the ball, yeah. right? But but in this track, what I'm I'm trying to uh, to bring to the table for you is that Led Zeppelin weren't a hard rock band. Mm. Um, that there's elements of this track that uh, it's it's folk music. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, their influences and Page and Planet would disappear to Wales, rural Wales, into the mountains and, and you know, immerse themselves in more folky music. Yeah. Um, and then they would go to, to North Africa and, and there's right. world music. Um, influences here. There's heavy elements to it, yeah. and we know Page is one of the best hard rock guitarists. Yeah. But they were never constrained by that, and and I don't yeah. think we are constrained by traditional thinking. No, so it's that freedom and fresh thinking. Um, and for me, you know, there's lots of tracks like that in there, and that's that's why I love listening to Zeppelin. It can go from almost heavy metal, hard yeah. rock back to blues, mm -hmm. into folk music, into something really almost out of this world, not just yeah. world music. So, yeah. um, I, I know you like listening to Zeppelin too. Oh, well, I mean, you know, riffing off what you say, you know, it's um, Kashmir, 
you know, that kind of Indian, there's, 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 you know, going across fertilization, going to different contexts to be inspired and then pulling that in. And, uh, you know, it came up earlier with uh, brand storytelling, you know, and way back in the last century, and, and we had a laugh about it, and I was at Leo Burnett, I, I noticed, and we talked about this, that there was, it was history majors and English literature majors that were in the, the creative department. It wasn't uh, business majors or marketing majors. I mean, branding was, was still becoming uh, storytellers uh, in different contexts. How do you, you know, how do you weave, how do you tell a story? So, so to take from different contexts um, and then sort of make it your own, like, like you just said, from, from blues to, to folk to whatever, that's what Led Zeppelin was doing. I mean, a good idea is a good idea. And uh, you go with the best idea in the room. And I think that uh, you said a couple of things there also that it's it's a it's a real band it's the synergies between the band and to be fair you know you, you and i do that with within fresh fresh is you and i you know and there are other players that that surround that you know that uh that, that feed in and that becomes it's very much like a band so it's you know a lot of companies um it's very, uh, uh, you know, it's skewed or kilted or tilted that, that, you know, but it's the overall thing. And I think there's, there's some balance uh, to that. You know, it wasn't just about the guitar player or just about, it was about Led Zeppelin. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. You know, you've touched on it a couple of times. Our slightly different, uh, but obviously parallel paths and that is a like right. Off and, and think think differently from our you know different experiences, yeah. and not be scared to use certain influence. So mm. if if Bonham was being influenced by jazz drummers, and John Paul Jones was being influenced by Motown bass players, then they, they did that. They didn't feel like they had to. We're we're hard rock and we've got to be hard rock. And and I think that was that's a nice parallel to to draw with ourselves and. And I and you know the the wider team as well that is yeah. quite diverse and come from different backgrounds entirely. entirely. Now, listen, I, I think we've done pretty well. I wouldn't say we've, we've exactly played any Christmas songs in there, but hopefully <laughs> it's given a, a longer show with uh, with um, up till yeah. now six tracks. Now, listen, yeah. there's there's seven E's um, yeah, on quite a lot of them, so seven yeah. seven is our number. I think we've given lots of great ideas about, you know, our uniqueness and fresh thinking and all those other things that we've spoken about innovation. Um, so there should really be a seventh track. And, you know, we've we've joked when we were in the studio, it's always like have something. If if uh, when we were broadcasting live, it was like, right, just yeah. Yeah. stick up the volume. So, um, so, so let's play our safety track yeah. and we're going to play out with Black Sabbath. That's cool. This podcast was produced by Fresh. For more information on our services, please visit fresh.biz. F-R-E-J-Z dot B-I-Z.
This podcast can be found on all the usual podcast channels. Please leave a comment and share with your friends and colleagues. Thank you.